Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wrestle, 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 hard, wrestle. And welcome back to Mindset Monday. Today we have a very special guest, the great Tony Walters from St. Anthony's out on Long Island. Tony, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Really respect what you do. I know you come from a very special place over at St. Anthony's, coaching over there for a while now. And you know, one of the things that was very impressive when I spoke at the parents meeting that you had at the beginning of the year was I like how you set the tone where you're approachable, but at the same time, you, you let them know that, hey, we have to do things a certain way. And one of the struggles with the common things that I see from uh, coaches is that being able to manage parents, <laughs> parental expectation in an age where, let's face it, there's a lot of entitlement going on. Yeah, it, it's it's gotten... It's gotten bad because, you know, in a a scenario where I'm a dinosaur, so to speak, in terms of coaching, you you deal with a lot of parents these days that feel they know more. Uh, They want more. They want want it now. And they forget that it's a process. Wrestling, I, I, I honestly don't know of any other way to learn wrestling other than to do it and go through. There are steps. I don't know very many coaches that can pluck you out of nowhere and you're a state champion the next day. It takes time. And that's been a challenge that's been happening more and more as we, you know, as, as every year changes and, and this new group of kids, you know, they, they want to say that it's the kids that are changing. I tend to want to say it's the parents that are changing. Um, we're, we are dealing with an entitled um era, so to speak. And one of the things I do in the meeting, the very first thing, as you saw, as I tell them, you know, I don't come to your job and teach you how to do yours. Please don't come and try to teach me how to do mine. And, and that one sentence, you know, it either you get it or you don't, it rubs you one way or it rubs you another. And 
to, to set the tone with that, for me, I have to be direct. I deal with a lot of, of um, factors that, you know, a lot of other coaches may not deal with. Um, being at St. Anthony's, I've been there 28 years and, and I've seen the ins and outs of it. I've dealt with all types of, of kids and families. And one of the big thing I try to do, I had to learn to do was to make the parents understand that we are a family. You know, we have to work together in order to see the results. And it's, it is more of a challenge today to do that because as I said earlier, you know, a lot of people think they have the magic answer. Um, loyalty is something that, that does not, I don't see it often anymore. And, um, you know, there, there are so many ways to go with this, but that's just to start of where we are. Right. Like you said, just be, being in, the, in this kind of environment, we're highly competitive. I mean, I know the school is featured in Sports Illustrated. The facilities are unbelievable. I walked into the wrestling room and then, then into the, the bubble, the big gym. Yeah. And it feels it feels like you're at the, the Rutgers University football bubble inside yeah. there. Yeah, it, it, it is a monster in itself. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a one-of-a-kind high school. I was at a meeting um, the other day. We were at the Hall of Fame dinner last week, and the principal stated that St. Anthony's now is going to be the largest Catholic high school in the country. So, you know, you've got 2,500 kids, nine through 12, that that's a lot to manage. So you would think with that type of number, you'd be, you know, the best team in the country. And unfortunately for wrestling, you know, it, it's a challenge because you're at a school where lacrosse is number two in the country. They're usually one or two, the boys and the girls. Uh, soccer is usually nationally ranked. It's a it's a sports program coupled with athletics. So you're dealing with a lot of people that come there for different reasons. So it, it's a challenge. Right. And then also, when you have a school that's doing so well, there's going to be a lot of haters. There's going to be people. We're not picking on any any coaches in particular, but you know, kind of is what it is. And then how many coaches I've seen, it's not just St. Anthony's where all across the country, there'll be teams that won't compete against you. So you have to travel out of state and all around the country, which is a whole other challenge. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's disheartening because I was born and raised on Long Island and I competed in Suffolk County, which, you know, for a time was the top county in the state. Um, you get a lot of good wrestlers coming from this county. And I thought I had a lot of, you know, peers that were, you know, just about competition. I'm about competition. We don't run from anyone. Um, we wrestle anyone. We wrestle the number ones in the country, you know, and we take that result as a learning experience. And there were times when I had teams that could comp actively compete with those types of teams. Um, over the last few years, it's been a challenge because we don't have the, the caliber of wrestler per se, that can get out there and really battle with, with teams that have number one ranked wrestlers. It, it's a challenge now when you're dealing with coaches who boycotted us. Um, we were boycotted as a section. Uh, um, teams on Long Island did not want to wrestle us for a, a number of years. So it was a challenge. And, you know, I have to thank Scott Green because he contacted me and he was like we'll wrestle you and that was when he was at Wyoming Seminary and he's always been a stand-up guy and and that was the beginning of 
you know, we've traveled in the past, but now we have to travel every weekend. Every weekend we were somewhere else in the country and it, it was a great experience for my kids. It's tiring as a coach being on the road every weekend, but it, if you were going to compete in college, we exposed you to those college coaches and, and the programs that we went where the best were. And there were instances where we had very good success. Um, I, I have to say, sometimes it's like we got treated better out of state than we do in state. Yeah, a prophet isn't without honor in their hometown, right? Yeah. Except in their own hometown. I've read that yeah. before. But yes, and talk, and I, I was thinking that that might help because you set the tone well, as well as being approachable to the parents, that would seem that that adversity might bring the, the group together a little bit more as a family. Because that was one of the things I noticed with St. Anthony's. Um, parents who are interested, who are, who are local, great place to go to because, I mean, they get, they get along. Yeah. Set, like family with each other. Yeah. One, one of the, the things I've, I've had to navigate through and, and I, I've learned over you know, trial and error is, is getting rid of cancers. Um, the parents have to understand that you may not like everything I do. My job is not to please you. My job is to bring out the best in your child. And one of the things that we have to do is get them to understand that what you're saying in the stands trickles down back to your wrestler. And when your wrestler disagrees and doesn't want to follow the person in charge, what's the point of me being there? If you're not going to listen to me, there's nothing you know, I can do for you. So getting parents to understand that, you know, what you say and do in the stands is a reflection of how your kids respond to me and the other coaching staff. It, it was a huge thing. And I would like to believe we've gotten to a point now where that first meeting, setting the tone there of things that will be tolerated and won't be tolerated is something that, you know, I've been approached by other coaches from other teams in the school to, to ask how we, we create that. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, there's so many things because I tell them, I said, listen, there are coaches who don't want to deal with parents. And I tell them, you have to understand that you are taking care of their child. So you have to be approachable. You may not, you don't have to agree, but you have to be approachable and you have to be respectful. And getting parents to understand that, yes, you can approach me with a concern or a, a dislike, but it doesn't mean we're going to agree. And where we're at right now with parents, not all, but a, a majority of some that, that feel that I deal with a yes you generation where they yes you to death and then they turn around and do something else. I, I have to tell them that, listen, it's my way or the highway. I'm running a program where I, I've learned how to get the kids to peak at the right time through competition, through training. And if you're not going to buy into that, you're, this process isn't for you. So, you know, and, and, and I don't want to seem negative about it, but I, there are three doors in our room and I leave, you can choose which one you want to walk out of. There's no animosity towards them, but they have to understand that this, this is a process and you have to go through the process, whether you're a, a mediocre or a blue chipper, they all go through the same process together. Right. And again, I've, I've seen you do it and it's not, it's, it's, it's not like a jerk. You you just tell it you, cause you were, you balanced it very well where, Hey, you're here for them. You're approachable. Come talk to you. 
But at the same time, like, like you said, you're doing it. Ultimately, you're doing this to help the kid. This is yeah. going to be good for the kid. If they have a coach who's just going to agree with everything they say and let the parents run the practice and determine who's going to wrestle, um, what preparation is that for school? What preparation is it for college, yeah. for their job, mm -hmm. for their marriage, yeah. parenting, yeah. anything, name it, right? Yeah, there are so many quotes out there, you know, um, what's the one that pops into my head? Um, the one about um, if you tried it your way and you fail, try doing it the way your coach told you to do it. And and you you have to, you, you sometimes have to be a coach to the parents also, especially parents who really don't know the sport. Um, I tend to find those are the parents that can be the most supportive because they're learning it the same way their kids are. And they tend to understand that, hey, I don't know this, but let me just sit back and watch and be supportive. Whereas when you get the parents, uh, some of the dads who have wrestled before, I try to tell them that, you know, there isn't a parent on my team that has wrestled at the level I've wrestled at. And if I don't know it, I surround myself with coaches who do. So my staff is made up of a number of coaches that have gone to various levels that when we come together, we help create what is St. Anthony's wrestling. So getting those parents to understand that, you know, I, I like to put it as I tell the staff, if you have a problem with a parent, direct them to me. I, I've learned how to be the guy who can squash a, a, a problem um, or we can work it out. We can talk about it. We can discuss it. I will give you my philosophy on the way it's going to go. And you can choose to either accept it or once again, move on. Um, you know, we fight a different battle. I fight a different battle. It, it's, it's a challenge that I'm being faced with now within my coaching career that I've been faced with on numerous occasions. And it's, it's being a black coach you know, in a predominantly white high school. And in the state of New York, I'm one of only a handful of head coaches, head black coaches, and I'm probably the one who's been the longest. So you, you fight a, a different battle when you're trying to get people on your side. And I'm not one to always want to point that out, but it's being pointed out to me even more so now and later in my career, because you're dealing with uh, where other coaches tend to want to put you in an inferiority complex where you don't know enough or you don't know as much. And I'm not confrontational unless I have to be, but I, I'm dealing with that. And I let the parents know this is another factor that you will be faced with because it happens. This is the world we live in. So I have to approach things a little bit differently than some coaches. And I, I'm thankful, you know, my wife has been phenomenal in keeping me grounded and, and we talk things out and she's been probably the person who knows me the best. So there are times when things are going on, I look to her, she'll be in the stands, she gives me the look and I can decide which way to go with the problem. But there, there are so many factors that we deal with I personally deal with now within St. Anthony's and, and just as a coach overall. Um, I don't want to say it isn't happening else, elsewhere, but it is happening for me. Yeah. And being upfront and addressing things explicitly with the people around you is, is going to be real important. 
I feel like a lot of times coaches, I guess like the mindset of coaches, like you said, partially coaches could, some coaches could be lazy where they don't want to have to deal with it, but also it's fear um, being, being at a private school. Well, the parents will just leave. They'll take their kids out and then they might bring other parents with them. Yes. So now you lose several wrestlers. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you cope with that mindset as a coach? Oh, it's happened. It's happened. And um, when I talked about cancers earlier, um, I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. I will be the first one to say, hey, I made a mistake. I, I, I have to figure out how to fix the mistake that I made. And, and it's happened in the past. And I've had parents who, again, it didn't go their way. Um, I've been accused of so many things, you know, just malicious things, which if you know me as a person, you know, I'm the guy who will give you the shirt off the back. Coach, I, I, I'm, I need to lose a pound. It's midnight. Okay, I'll meet you at the school. That type of person. And you can't please everyone. Um, and it's not my job to please everyone. If you can't see the bigger picture of, of this is a job that I am choosing to do, I am choosing to try and help your child reach a level that could change their life. Um, it, it, wrestling is that sport. And if you're not going to be part of that and be with me with it through the good and the bad, then again, you don't belong there. We've had exodus of, of some kids, I think maybe in my career, three or four kids uh, that we were nationally ranked back in the, the uh, I want to say 2011 or 12. And a kid, we had a state champion who was ridiculously good, just naturally talented. And he was beating up, not you know maliciously, but he was in practice, he wrestled hard. The parents didn't like that he was wrestling hard every day. I mean, that's how he won the state championship. And we had an exodus of a couple of kids because they were his partners. And explaining to them that, listen, this is part of the process. You have to learn how to handle it, how to fight back, and how to get better. He went through the same process that your son is going through. And most of our successful wrestlers at St. Anthony's have all gone through that process. And if you speak to any of them, they'll tell you that's what helped them get there. It's just getting parents to understand that. And, and sometimes I don't want to just say the parents because sometimes the kids, as though, although I, I've had very few kids that outright are defiant in terms or, or don't want to be, in most parts, they're respectful. But, you know, that, that, that privilege that we see I'm sure many coaches are seeing throughout the country is, is something that I have to deal with kids. I don't have a feeder program. So I can't be afraid of a kid walking out the door because I have to take whatever I get and try to make it great. So we're, we're dealing with a lot of kids the last couple of years that I want to try wrestling. And my mentality is that you can't come to St. Anthony's and try wrestling. It's not the place to try it, but I don't have any other choice because those are the types of kids that walk in the door and they're great kids. They're great kids, but you know, they're, they may not be the most athletic. Um, A lot can be mediocre, but they listen to you and they try their best, but you just get to a point when you've been at, at a high level of success 
for the, the many years that we have been, where do you draw the line on that? Right. So that's what we're dealing with. And, you know, it, it, again, I have to be firm about it. I can't be fearful that, you know, my good wrestlers are going to leave. Because if, if you do leave, you were there for the wrong reasons. Right. You know, we're, yeah, we're pushing academics and athletics. And St. Anthony's is one of those schools that, you know, I like to believe the colleges come there first because they're getting the academic kids. You know, they're putting their kids in, in the, the top schools in the country that many kids want to go through. And if you come there just for the sport of wrestling or any other sport for that matter, you're there for the wrong reason. You're not going to get the most out of the school because that's not what we're about. Right, makes sense. I got, I got two very concrete questions for you. Uh, mm -hmm. deal with wrestle offs. How do you deal with wrestle offs setting the tone? Because I know that's a major source of controversy. And then mm -hmm. also, um, parents on the sideline coming behind uh -huh. the bench. Those are two, two practical ones for you. How do you handle it, and what do you okay. recommend for coaches? Okay, so I don't believe in wrestle offs. Um, I was a product of wrestling off and you have where you have practice room wrestlers and then you have action wrestlers, the event wrestlers. I was more of the event wrestler and I did not perform well in wrestle offs. And that hindered me through college. Uh, I realized that I have to navigate it a different way to see because sometimes the best wrestler doesn't perform in the room. So what we do is we have a number of tournaments on our schedule where we can enter multiple wrestlers. And it, it, you know, I can knock on wood that this has worked for us for a number of years where you put them all in and the best man comes out on top. Um, there have been times where we've had two state champions at the same weight and one of them is going to end up being the backup. So the parents, you know, oh, you should wrestle off. Nope. We don't need to wrestle off. We take it by their performances in these types of tournaments. And they're high-level tournaments. They're not, you know, low-level tournaments. They're tournaments where there are nationally ranked teams and, and the kids are performing against them. And the kid who performs the best usually ends up being the one who comes out on top in the end. Does it always work? No. But, you know, you throw your support behind all of your wrestlers and you push them to be the best. So handling wrestle-off is something that I, I just don't do. Um, we catch a lot of flack for it. But, you know, I tell the parents, listen, 28 years of doing this, you know, in our room, our history is on the wall. So look at the walls. You don't see those guys who are standing in second, who were teammates, who were, you know, training partners, who they just didn't have it at that moment. So it, it, usually works out for us, doesn't always work out, but I'd say it's probably a 90-10% ratio we have there. Um, <laughs> the parents on the sideline, um, we've lost kids because of this. I try to tell the parents in the same meeting, okay, your job is to be a spectator. You are a spectator, you are not a coach, you are a spectator. Uh, yelling over the coaches when we're trying to give them direction during a match causes confusion because kids cycle in on that particular voice that they want to hear. So 
getting parents to understand that, listen, let us do what we can. We, we're there. That's our job. You get some parents that will yell what you're yelling. They wait to see. They'll yell what you're yelling. Okay, fine. But you have to do it in the stance. Um, we, have a, uh, we have a sheet that we hand out. It's uh, an etiquette sheet where these are the rules and the standards for being at a match, a dual meet match, a tournament. You cannot come by the bench. You cannot bring food for the wrestlers, things like that. You can't talk to them before or after their match. They have to stay with the team. And then when the match is over, then you can talk to them. It, it's more of a challenge because parents want to feel they're friendly with me and it's okay. And I'm the guy to say, listen, I need you to go back in the stands. We can talk afterwards. And some like it and some don't, but you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. I've seen parents get thrown out. I've seen parents become irate because of an official's call. And, and you have to calm them down to a point to say, listen, if you're in the stands, it is our job to handle that. And we're not going to bystand by it. We will watch and address it the right way. But it, it is becoming another monster in every sport that, you know, it's almost dangerous for the officials and the coaches. Right. And, and that's why I feel like you're uniquely positioned to speak about this because other places, yeah. kids have to go to school there. St. Mm -hmm. Anthony's, they'll take the kid out. So you yes. want to talk about the, 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 the possibility of consequences, you're facing it. So yeah. another concrete one for you, if, if there's a coach who hasn't done this in the past, the things that mm -hmm. you're saying, but now they want to take the power back, not for the sake of power, but for the betterment of a more of a better, well-oiled machine. What yeah. steps would you recommend? Like I like how you said you hand out an etiquette sheet. That's not that's not um com I don't think that's common no. practice. That's a good like, what would be some steps like that that you would recommend for a coach to bring it back? The time is now to take your mindset to the next level with wrestling mindset. Make sure you go to our website, WrestlingMindset.com, and sign up for your free trial session today. Don't wait any longer. You want the mental edge right now. When you sign up for the free trial session, you're also going to get a copy of our free ebook, Building the Predator Mindset. This book has helped thousands of people build confidence, relax under pressure, get motivated, and build mental toughness in wrestling, school, and life. Make sure you sign up for your free trial session today. I've had quite a few coaches over the years ask me how they, they see how the program runs, especially when we're at events and some will compliment certain things that they're noticing and they'll ask, you know, coach, what do you do to get um, the parents to do this and that? And I say, listen, the parents are your biggest fans and you have to put yourself as vulnerable to them to show them your vulnerability, but you have to be able to say, hey, be that leader that they need when they need it. Uh, we do the etiquette sheet because, you know, these were problems we've seen over the years. The parents need to understand there are rules. Um, the kids need to understand there's no eating on the bench. Don't bring your bags and put them in front of the bench. They belong either in the locker room or away from the bench. You don't need a bag. You need your headgear and that's it. Mouthpiece. Getting the parents to understand that was something that, you know, through talking to parents, um, watching veteran coaches and how they interact. And it, it's surprising because one of the things I noticed, which 
it's kind of shocking. I don't see a lot of coaches doing some of the things that I do to, to incorporate the parents into the program. Uh, being a family has to be the whole thing. It can't just be part of it. And getting the, the, the parents, you know, at our banquet, I said to them, I'm going to talk to you as a family member right now. And I, I had said to them, stop raising lazy, privileged kids who have no intention of giving back what they've been given. And the whole thing based, was based on time. We spend a lot of our time trying to get these kids to a level where they're, they're going to see some success. Teaching other coaches how to take their power back because you, you have some coaches that are passive and they don't know that whether it's fear or they just don't know what their boundaries are. And I tell them, you, you don't know your boundaries until you set them. If a parent doesn't like a rule that you put forth to help guide your team to a better environment, then you don't need that parent. But you have to be firm and you can't sit on the fence with certain things and then back off on other. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm the first to tell you I'm wrong. But I, I've given that sheet to other parent, to other coaches to hand out. Um, you know, coach, what do you do? Even fundraising, raising money and 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 coach, how do you go about doing that? What do you do with the parents? And again, I'm at a, a private school. So you're dealing with a different clientele. You know, some parents own businesses, some parents know people who own businesses. You're dealing with some parents who have money and some who have two or three jobs trying to get their kids through and, and bringing them all together to work on the same level, it, it's tiring, but it's something you have to do because it makes your job easier in the end. If you need something, you know, years pass, I could say something and it's there. It, it is a little bit more because again, you're dealing with a privileged group that I, I would probably say my biggest challenge now is getting everyone to understand you all have a job to do. So taking the power back, again, I've learned from our meetings, we've been doing those parent meetings now for about 10 years. Um, the school used to do a, a parent meet and greet where they have all the, the seasonal sports like winter, spring would meet, the parents would come in, then they would, after that meeting with the AD, he would read them the rules, they would then go to a room and meet with the coach. Um, that wasn't effective for us. I had to now, to make our team, we do a 10 mile run. First two weeks of the season are conditioning, running, and then we, we're usually after Thanksgiving that weekend, we do a 10 mile run, you finish the run, you're on the team. It's mandatory that a parent show up to the meeting because these are, we're setting the tone for the rest of the season before the season truly starts. And I found in telling other coaches, you can't set the tone in January. They've already developed whatever it is they're going to give you or, or tell you, they've already gotten to that. So setting the tone early and, and letting them know these, there are rules. It shows that I don't ever have to take back power. The power or the structure is there. Um, I can fix the structure to work with who I'm dealing with at that moment, but you set the tone early means you have less 
of a, a, a hiccup. Yeah, later on. So I I would tell other coaches, you know, don't be afraid of putting what you your your philosophy on paper. Put it on paper and let the parents see. You know, it's like that mindset that I need this, this, and this to get to there. And if we do this, this, and that, the rest is up to the kid. So if we set that, that um, I, I guess you could say a bridge, if you build a bridge in the beginning and keep building it as the season ends, at the end of the season, bridge is done. And, and wherever your kids are standing on that podium shows what they put into it with the support of the parents. Right. And, you know, as a coach, you're steering the ship. There's, there's an element of um, athletic fatherhood even there. Yes. And, and a parent can't look to the kids to see how they're going to raise them. And, mm-hmm. and obviously the, the difference is not just the, um, the kids, you're dealing with their parents too, but the parents in the beginning of the season, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say a complete blank slate, but a little bit. They're looking mm-hmm. to see how the coach is going to behave, what their mm-hmm. expectations are. And if they yeah. sense that, well, there's not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room here, then they start to kind of do what, what they feel is best in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you just said it, it. You have, this is another reason why, and again, this is through trial and error of, of learning that I need parents to approach me first, one, respectfully, and two, approach me constructively. You know, if you have a question, hey, coach, when you get a minute, can we talk? Sure. But if I don't tell them what my expectations are, at which I, I don't understand as a coach, and again, you have new coaches who just don't know. They may not have a mentor to say, hey, follow and watch and then build. I tell my coaching, most of my coaching staff have competed for me. So they, the best part about that is they know the expectation, but now I have to tell them, the expectation as a coach is different from the expectation as a wrestling. So getting them to understand that and, and then be able to promote it on their own so they could, the parents can now have uh, faith and confidence that they know what they're doing is something that they have to develop. And not every coach is capable of, you know, they can be the greatest teacher in the room and the worst um, negotiator when dealing with parents and getting them to understand that, hey, there's there's got to be some level where you can approach a parent and talk to them in a way that you can get what you need done and they'll respect it and respect you later on for it. Right. Makes a lot of sense. And there's, um, I think people want that. I mean, kids and parents, they, we all yearn for discipline. We all learn, we all yearn for rightful authority authority in its proper place not abusive not yes. not um be you know being a jerk or anything like that but we all do yearn for authority and discipline in its proper place and i think when people find that i think they are actually more at home they feel more natural yes after they kind of kick that old mentality of um oh, this might have been what i'm used to in the past no this is what yeah maybe there were some benefits of being able to walk all over the coach and do whatever I'm, but that's not truly what I want. What I want is for my kid to be in a place where he's learning how to respond to an adult in a structured environment to set them up for success later. Yeah. And and that, that's something, you know, you, as a coach, you usually don't hear that until the end of the season, a parent's going to come up and thank you. And they're going to tell you all the things they noticed. And, and to me, that's great because it's a sign that, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. 
Um, I, I see it and I hear it a lot, you know, at the end of the season, depending on where the kid landed, they, they, I've had, I've had parents come to St. Anthony's because they see how we coach the kids at wherever we are. And they like that environment. They see that what we are about is making these kids perform. So getting parents feedback at the end, you know, and, and parents are going to tell you what they think, you know, and I'm glad that I have that type of relationship where you can come up and say, you know, hey, you know, I, I didn't like this or I was concerned about this, but you did this. It is another sign of creating the balance that, okay, let me do my job. And then in the end, we'll discuss it. If, if it's a student that is returning, hey, coach, you know, what are you, what's your plan to get them now to this level? Approach us in that way, and then we can talk about it. I can tell you the plan. You know, we, we have a plan for all of our kids. We try to make sure that they're doing what they need to do when they need to do it. But it, it's, it's a process. Again, I keep throwing that word process out because that is probably the most important thing that encompasses everything, even as a coach dealing with the parents, dealing with the kids, dealing with administration, dealing with anyone you deal with. It, it's a process that you have to put it all together in order to make your life easier on the back end. Right. Rome wasn't built in a day. And like you said, you're um, it, this is stuff you've learned over time. You've had mentors. So it, like you said, not every coach it, it just is, is born with knowing how to do it. In fact, most aren't. So yeah. learn from the people who've come before you learn from the people who do it well. And it's never too late to really start again to, to make yeah. a little bit of a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you always have to be a learner. I'm an active learner. I, I, I learned from some of my coaches and which is great. And I, I let them know that too. I, I, I'm very vocal about learning and, and continuing to learn and telling my staff, Hey, that was awesome. You know, could you show me or walk me through this? And it, it, it builds a level of confidence and trust within my staff itself, because again, I don't know everything. Um, I, I, again, I've learned, I've been to a high level of, of, as a competitor, I've been to a high level as a coach and putting those two things together, you still have to keep your mind open to, listen, there are other ways to learn how to do this. You don't have to recreate the wheel, but some people are more, uh, what's the word? They're, they're more inclined to, it's like flexibility. You know, one person is more flexible and this works for them, whereas another person can't do that because they're not flexible. So it's the same thing as a coach. You have to learn. And, and that's where I say I surround myself with people who can attack those different areas that I can't. Um, another thing I deal with is age. You know, you get to a point as a coach where you age and, and you don't wrestle around with the kids as much or you you have to take a step back because certain things physical you can't do anymore. Um, I'm fortunate that I can still, you know, do what's necessary, but at 52, I do feel, it. I feel it. And that's another factor, um, age with dealing with parents. You know, I see a lot of younger coaches who have an issue when, you know, they're young and parents who are older, they try to enforce their will or impose their will 
on them and you tell a coach, you know, you have the background, otherwise you wouldn't be in this position. So getting them to understand that you have to trust yourself and it's so many, so many avenues. Right. And a lot have to do with mindset. That's yes. why it's great that we, we, mindset just doesn't end with the wrestling. It's still, mm -hmm. it's as a coach, it's as a parent, it's a, it's yes. in your life. Now that's, that's awesome, Tony. So many great things. I think this is going to be really edifying and, and empowering for a lot of coaches to, to, to learn a lot of this, even the very, from the philosophical to the practical, I guess, last thing we'll hit on mindset. We've worked with your team for several years, work with quite a few of the individuals. Talk about what are, what are maybe some of the things you've liked about with wrestling mindsets brought to the program or maybe a few lessons, you know, anything you feel. I, I, I started a um, living the mentality. It's that's in our program. It's specific to our program. And it, it's the same thing as mindset where you want to live the way you want to be. You want to, and it can't be part-time. It has to be all the time. So getting kids to understand that living the mentality was great, made it even better when mindset came into our program because the two worked well together. When you guys would come in and do your sessions, the kids, you, they get aha moments. They get those moments where they're like, oh, coach, you said that. You know, you're hearing it from someone who's telling you this is the way to go. And mindset is something, you know, I encourage the parents to be a part of your program because it helps, it works. And you get a lot of parents, again, for whatever their reasons, I can't speak for them, whether it's money or this or that, that's, that's on them. But I'm trying to show them that by bringing mindset to our program, by encouraging them to be a part of it, to sign up for the training, to do the one-on-ones, to, to actively be engaged in your thought process is something that mindset has shown. And, and you've seen a few of the kids who have grasped it and taken it to another level. Those are the ones that you know, I try to have come back and explain, you know, wrestling mindset was something that helped me get to that level. It was something, it could be something really small and, you know, someone pointed it out to me so that now I can say, Hey, you know, this, this really worked for me. So getting them to encourage it to the younger wrestlers and, and getting them to understand that this is something that helps and, and to believe in it and buy into it and then live it ties in with what we try to push at St. Anthony. So living the mentality has been great through wrestling mindset. It, it's helped our kids to understand that it, you need a certain mindset. And the best part that I like about mindset is that you sometimes when you're pointing out things, you don't just point out the good. You point out sometimes when a kid is having a, a, a moment and how to work their way through those moments, you know, nervousness before a match, um, you know, dealing with how to warm up, how to train yourself, how to talk to yourself. So those types of things through wrestling mindset have been incredible for our program. And I've seen it firsthand with the kids. You know, we have um, meetings with our kids one-on-ones and we'll talk to them to see where they are mentally and what they need. And, you know, they bring up points from some of the sheets that, that work out great for us. It, it's something that I really bought into try to get every year for our program because the kids, when they do buy in, 
they run with it. So we're hoping that, you know, you guys stay a part of our program for many years to come and we'll just continue, keep going forward. Absolutely. And we certainly appreciate working with you. We love working with the team. We love working with the individuals. Really. It's been great. And now tell every, everything you've been saying, how do we, how do people find more information on St. Anthony's where I, you guys got an Instagram page, wrestling page. Yeah, we have, um, we have a Facebook page. We have, um, most of the Instagram runs through me. We have Twitter page at St. Anthony's. I mean, you can go St. Anthony's wrestling, Friar wrestling, and you'll see a lot of things, you know, I try to update and then we have, we actually now have someone who's going to focus on updating as I send information. Uh, when we travel, I, I tend to give updates round by round of tournaments that we're at and I'll post them on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, the Instagram, is, it goes through Tony Walters and uh, Facebook is St. Anthony's Wrestling Parents page. So, you know, we have a lot of things going on and, and we're looking forward to this upcoming season. You know, we, we, we didn't win for the first time. We didn't win the state title this year. It's been a while. So getting back on track has lit like a fire in me as a coach because I have to sit down and get myself back to where if I'm making sure I'm giving the kids what they need. So St. Anthony's wrestling is everywhere. We, we travel all over the country. Um, I'm in the midst of finishing our schedule, which hopefully will put us on the West Coast again this, this year. So we're looking forward to getting out there and exposing and creating new champions. Awesome. Well, they have a great leader. Thank you very much Tony, you. for joining us. Like I said, loaded with information. I think coaches are really, really going to like this and the parents as well. And it's important for the kids to hear it. So everyone involved. Thanks, yeah, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Take care. You too. Take care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 